morning. Wasn't that amazing? Right, I need to know whether you're with me. Wait, good morning. Brilliant. I only wish I could mop up as quickly at home. I was like, wow, nature's there with the mop, everything's all sorted. Do you know, what an incredible morning. Can, you, can I ask you to be standing with me? I just want us to pray. You know, there's a, a verse in the Bible, I think it's in the book of Revelation, where it says, this is how you'll overcome. Who needs to, who has or ever needs to overcome things in their life? Don't we all need to do that? This is how you overcome. You overcome by the power of your story and by the blood of Jesus. This is how we've overcome. What I thought was amazing is that every single story we heard today, there was mountains that were made low, valleys that were raised up. In Isaiah 40, it talks about making a way so that all may find their way to God. And we didn't see age be a barrier today, young or old. We didn't see physical ability be a barrier today. We didn't see past be a barrier today. We didn't see addiction be a barrier today. Thanks be to God. And you know, Father, I thank you that you are the way and the Waymaker. I thank you, Lord, for these six incredible people where your hand has so clearly been involved in their life, transforming them, taking them from old to new. It's healing, Father. I'm just so thankful for all that you've done in their lives. And I pray this morning, whatever barrier there may be, whatever terrain there may be, I pray that you would make all things even and flat and clear the way so that we can come into your presence today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can take your seats. Oh, wow, what a special morning. I don't know about you. My name's Siobhan. Those of you who are new here today, just give us a wave if you're new. Great. It's so good to see you guys. So good to have you with us. Um, so if you're new, my name is Siobhan, I'm one of the associate leaders here, and it is honestly a privilege and a blessing to be able to speak to you today. I have been so excited sitting with you guys in the gathering over the last couple of weeks as way has been unfolded, as this reframe um, has been kind of unfolded to us, and we've kind of been, I don't know, just exploring that together. And so what with the new name, that's exciting, and... More than that, what has been great is how we've seen the scripture Isaiah 40, that heartbeat being translated into very practical ways going forward. And so last week, our senior leader, Ben, he shared about the five very practical things we're going to do over the next 10 years. Give me a wave if you were here last week. Brilliant, isn't it? I mean, I'm super excited, blessed, honored to be able to go with as a company of people where God is leading us in this next season. Are you? I'm just like, it's been such a blessing. And so today, I want to talk about our why, and I just want to refresh our memory on that. But then I want to really sit with today and have a discussion about how. How are we going to do this? Okay, so if we just have the first slide up, let's rem remind ourselves as way, this is the very clear 
path that God has leading us to. This is the next leg of our journey. We exist for all people, and we've seen that this morning, for all people to find their way to God. And this is how we're going to do it. This is the nuts and bolts. This is the very practical, the practical outworking of that. We are going to empower people to follow. We're going to empower people to follow Jesus, to be changed by Jesus, and to do the things that Jesus did and does. And so I want us to read a story in a moment. But it's interesting about this story that John captures for for us is that Jesus is talking to his disciples, and this is just before he is about to go to the cross. And he's trying to get them ready for a time where he won't physically be present in the flesh. And so he's having a chat with them, and he's going, okay, just so you're prepared, I'm going to go away. I'm going to leave the Holy Spirit with you. You're going to be empowered. And he's trying to prepare them, and he says, but you don't worry because you know the way to go. And one of his disciples says, hang on a minute. How on earth do we know the way to go? We don't know where you're going. We've not been there before. Who's got a poor sense of direction? Just me? I'm like, that's someone saying to me, you know where it is. You know, it's further down here. And and I'm like, I have never been there before. The answer to your question is, no, I don't know where you're going. And this is the kind of conversation that Jesus is having with his disciples. Essentially what Jesus is saying, if you know me, you'll know the way. In one of the scriptures, one of the verses, it says in in the message, it says, I am the road. So when he says I'm the way, he's actually saying, I am the road. So if you know me, you'll be on the right path. So let's read this, this verse together in John 14. 47. We can just have that up. And I'll, uh, and you know the way to where I'm going. This is what Jesus is saying. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth, and the life. And no one comes to me, no one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. Essentially, Jesus is saying, I am the way. If you know me, you'll know the way. He says, I'm the truth. And he says, I'm the life. I'm passionate about discipleship. That's a fancy word for saying followers of Jesus. I'm passionate about knowing and equipping and empowering others to know and follow Jesus. I've bought so many books on discipleship. I probably read 10% of them. I bought them because the title looked really good and the blurb was fantastic. But then halfway through past the first chapter, who's ever does this? I'm like, well, like I didn't even, I've lost my train of thought. Like, how am I going to do this? Honestly, I kid you not, there must be 50, 60 books on my, on my bookshelf all about discipleship. 
The trouble with that is, is it can feel overwhelming, it can feel complex, and it can feel so impractical of how do I actually do this? If we're going to help people find their way to God, the first thing they're going to ask is how? Just like the disciples did. How? Because Jesus isn't here in the physical flesh, although he's empowered us with the Holy Spirit and he's left us his word in the Bible. Many people will say, how do I follow a king, a God I cannot see? Anybody ask you that? How will I know the way? And the trouble with having a very complex answer to that is that it leaves you and I not knowing what breakfast will look like, what will happen in my meeting, what will it look like on the school ground, in our colleges and universities. It needs to be lived out. And so, as we've wrestled with this as a team, we have come to a definition that we believe is both simple but that it still actually holds the comprehensiveness of what it means to follow Jesus. Because sometimes you can simplify something so much that you can lose the very essence of it. And then other times you can complicate it so much that it actually cannot be applied. But we believe as a team, as we prayerfully saw God, that follow, change, do is both simple and comprehensive. Often you will hear people say, just follow Jesus and do what he did. Just follow Jesus and do what he did. The trouble with that is, and to be honest, I was in that camp. The trouble with that is, is it leaves out being changed by him. So then all our doing is out of our own strength. It can feel hard work. It can feel forced. But when we are changed by Jesus and we have the mind of Christ, it says be transformed in the Bible. It says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so then out of that comes an overflow. All of a sudden, it's not you're loving people, not because you're somehow more lovable, but because you have received the love of Christ. And there is an overflow. So we need to follow Jesus. We need to be changed by him so that the doing flows out. We can't help but look like him because we're starting to think like him because we're spending so much time in his presence. And so I want to look at this scripture in John where, I, where it says about truth and the way and the life. And I want to show you how that corresponds and connects to the way. So just have a look. If we have this on the, on the screen for me, that'd be great. So why do we follow Jesus? Because he said he was the way. How are we changed? We're changed by the truth. There's a verse in the Bible that says, it's the truth you know that will set you free. So we follow him because he said he was the way. We're changed by him because he said he is the truth. And then we do what he does because in that, the fullness of life is expressed. Follow, change, do. 
because he is the way, the truth, and the life. I want you to know that this isn't just a good idea. Because, you know, many are the plans of men. But it is only the things of God that are established. This isn't just a good idea. This is his word. That's why we can trust it. That's why we can apply it. That's why it works. It's not just a great idea. It's what he said. Follow me, and I will make you fisher of men. What he's saying is, follow me. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to change you. And then out of that, your life will look like, more like me. One of my favorite stories. And I actually realized I tell the story a lot. So you're just going to have to bear with me. Sometimes I'll be telling my kids a story and they're like, we've heard it. Like you tell the story all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I tell the story because I like it. I tell the story because it's good. So I make no apologies for telling you the story again. But I pray that you'll see what I mean about this road. So if you want to open your Bibles this week, I encourage you to read Luke 24. It's a story about two disciples who, even after Jesus had had this conversation, he's had this conversation to say, so don't be alarmed. I'm going to go to the cross. This is what's going to happen. You need to stay true to what I've said. Follow me. Be changed by me. And tell others the same. So he goes to the cross. And then we, we find this story. It's called The Road to Emmaus. And there are two disciples who just don't understand what's happened. So in their confusion, they actually are leaving the very place that God told them to stay. And they're heading to this village. And there's nothing wrong with this village. And they're on this road. Because we're talking about the way, aren't we? And Jesus said, I am actually that way. I am the road. And Jesus meets these two disciples on the road. And they're so confused, they don't actually recognize who he is. So he comes alongside them, Jesus, and he says to them, what's going on? The two disciples say, you must be the only person to not know what's going on. And they start to tell the story about how Jesus was crucified. And they start to explain how downcast they are and how confused they are. And as they're walking with Jesus on the road, Jesus starts to explain scripture to them. Isn't it funny? Because it says he is the word, he is the living word. And so the living word starts to explain the word to them. He starts to go through all through history and explain how these things needed to happen. And as they start to have this time following Jesus, as they're walking with him, as they have proximity with him, as he starts to guide them, this is what happens. They invite him in when they arrive to the village to have communion with them, to break bread with them. And he goes into the house, and it says, as the bread is broken, their eyes are opened, they have a revelation, they see, they understand, and then Jesus goes. And he, they look at each other and go, oh my goodness, how did we not know that was Jesus? Didn't our hearts burn with fire? And from being confused, having followed Jesus, and having their mindset changed because he was sharing truth, they now know what to do. 
And they leave that house and they go back to where they needed to be. And as the story goes on, they are just equipped and empowered to do all the things that Jesus did. Follow. Change. Do. I want to, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to really unpack what does it mean to do. And what does it mean to have that application in your life? How do you live on mission? How do you produce the fruits of Jesus? But the reason I don't even want to go there today is because too often we are so concentrated on what are you doing? You know, one of my pet hates is when I go to sort of a networking event or something like that or, you know, where you don't know people. And the first question they ask you is, what do you do? I mean, I've got to be honest, I absolutely hate it. For a little season, I thought I played around with the ideas. I could make up things, right? And I thought, maybe I could say these crazy, like, sort of, I don't know, hobbies or professions. I didn't go that way, but I was like, oh, I don't really like that question because that really isn't where I start. I start with who I am and who I'm following. I want to ask you to just look at this slide for me when we look at follow. When we're following Jesus, there are two really important things I want us to bear in mind. Proximity and guidance. Now, I know I keep going on about being lost, but because if you were in my family, you would know I ring my family a lot of times and go, I don't know where I am. Thank the Lord for Satnav, okay? Because he's like, what can you see? A tree? A field? He's like, These are, this is not helpful. So often I will say to people, oh, you know, if we're going somewhere that I haven't been, I'll follow you, okay? So come and meet me where I am. You stay in your car and I'll follow. There's two really important things as somebody who's an expert of following somebody in a car is you have to stay close because if the gap gets too far, you will miss the cues. So you have to recognize the car you're following. The more you recognize Jesus, the easier it is to follow him. You will recognize Jesus by spending time having proximity with both God and his people. That's why gatherings like this, gatherings like Lyft, uh, community groups, serving is so important. Because the more you recognize God, before, the more you recognize Jesus and his character, the easier he is to follow. So know the car you're following. Then stay close. Can I just, can I just say something that, I, I say this because of my love for you, is that life does give us all some blows every now and then. And we sometimes wrestle with our faith, just like some of these stories that we heard today. But those who have stayed in close proximity to God and the people of God have come through it. I've seen it time and time again. The temptation when you are struggling is to withdraw. But I want to say lean in. Lean in. Scripture says, for you, if you draw near to me, he will draw near to you. Stay close to the people who say that they are the followers of Jesus. Stay close in these environments, whether you feel like it or not. Proximity is important. 
So you need to stay close. So if we're watching this cargo, we need to be close enough so we can see when it turns so we can turn. The second thing about following is guidance. If we lack wisdom, we only need to ask for it. And God, his, the Bible is full of guidance. People who have been on this road a long time, they can share what they've learned about both Jesus and the road. But you have to follow. You have to, because we are a moving people. And so if you come back, I pray, if you come back in 10 years, we will not be where you left us. Can I say that again? If you come back in 10 years' time, I pray by the will of God, we will not be where you left us because we are following Jesus. And so it's important that you stay in proximity. It's important that you have that guidance, that connection. And this is how you're changed. You're changed in relationship. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You're changed in relationship. So when we're friends of Jesus, that changes us. I don't know, but do you ever get frustrated because you're not changing like you want to change? There's one thing you're just trying to get the hang of and you just, it just doesn't seem to change, either about you or a situation that you're in. I, I find myself recently in that situation where it's not for the lack of wanting to change. I just don't know how. I want these to be more than just words for you. So I applied this to myself. Stay close to him, Siobhan. Receive his guidance. Stay close to the people who know him. Lean into that relationship. And then ask him for the truth. Ask him for the truth. Because this is where change comes. It's the truth you know that sets you free. So I found myself this week in this thing that I, I really want to see a change. I felt myself asking God, what do I need to unlearn so that I can learn? What is the lie that I have believed to be true? What do I need to nail on the cross so I can see the transformation in my life, so I can look more like you, Jesus, so I can think more like you, Jesus, so that my life will bear the fruits of you, Jesus? You can trust him. You can trust him with hard questions like that. Father, in this moment right now, for those who may not even know your name yet, and today's the first time they've heard the name of Jesus. For others, Lord, who we know your name, but we keep asking about the way, I pray that we would get to know you, Jesus, because you are the road, you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. So, Lord, wherever there is a barrier, would you remove it in Jesus' name? Where there is a lie, would you bring truth? Where there is distance, would you bring proximity? Would you bring your presence? And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you stand? We're going to...
we're going to worship, we're going to sing, and in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have some people here that are a part of our community, and we're going to talk about what does it look like for you, how you're following Jesus and how he's changing you, what does that look like very practically in your life. But I pray that as we sing now, that the Lord will meet you where you're at, whatever your road is. If you're just here for the first time, I pray that he'd meet you where you're at. If you've been on this road a long time and maybe your feet are weary, let him meet you where you're at. I pray that he would refresh your soul in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys.